0: Welcome, everybody, to Weiss Camera Action. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Weiss, alongside the King of Corden himself, Alex M. Weiss. In the flesh. And, of course, joining us once again, as usual... Is the Duchess of Dunwoody, the Sage of Sandy Springs, Erica J. Lavender?
1: Good evening. Happy to be here.
0: You know we've been over this. We don't know what we don't know what time they're listening. Good to. Good
1: day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if they're the listening jokes, to? What <laughs> if it's in the middle of the night? I mean, that's good evening still. Good day. Yeah. Okay. Good eye. Good eye. I'll I'll give it to you. Steak and lobster. Steak
1: and lobster.
0: Throw some shrimp on the barbie. (laughs) Austria, eh? (laughs) (laughs) We should review that movie. And not review Dumb and Dumber or 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 Dumb and Dumber Two. Yeah, exactly. The Dumb and Dumber cinematic universe that only consists of one movie. Yes, the other two don't (laughs) exist. The other two don't exist. But we will pull Instagram for our next movie series because this, of course, is Weiss Camera Action, the show where each and every week on your favorite podcast service, Alex, Erica, and I review movies slash series of movies. If you like that and you want to be a part of the show, go to patreon.com slash where the $1 a month tier grants you the ability to ask questions that you want to be aired on the podcast, or you can write your Darmok review. Just like Alex does at the end of each episode. We have never had anyone write in yet, but you know, it's the seventh episode. I mean, people will write in eventually. There's a first time. Maybe we'll get one for Christmas next week. <laughs> next week is Christmas if you're listening to this this week. But if you're listening to this next week, then this week is Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas if you're listening to this next week.
0: Guys, the uh, the <laughs> finale of the Santa Claus cinematic universe will be posted on Christmas Day.
1: That's an exciting installment.
0: I'm excited about that. We'll re- we'll still record on like Wednesday or maybe even Tuesday. Tuesday but... works better for me. Housekeeping. Wait, which does? Tuesday. All right. Orange. We got this. Um. I'm, I'm, um... Also, $1 Patreon supporters get mentioned in the credits, as well as a shout-out during the show. Big thanks to our Patreon producers, Slinger, and Pepe Danger. If you don't have any chance to toss our way, no big deal. You can catch the show each and every week on Friday on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping. Alex can't record until Tuesday next week, or Alex has to record on Tuesday next week. Uh, that doesn't affect you all. Um, when is Tuesday? Tuesday's relative. Um, is there any housekeeping? Oh, Grandma. We will not be releasing an episode. So the 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 final episode of twenty twenty is the Santa Claus three the Escape Clause going to take a bye week or bi- We're, we're going to take a bye week It's going to be extra time for polling for the next series. And the first week of January, we'll be back stronger and meaner. Yeah. And ready to review something. Yeah. Bigger, faster, harder, stronger. Yeah. Um, so be prepared for that. Also, more housekeeping about WiseCast, um... We've had some really bad technical difficulties lately on Weisscast. Um, we attempted to use the same software that we used uh, partway through season two, called OBS, and it just did not record for us last week. And it's really sad because it was going to be a really good episode about all of the all of the Disney announcements that happened last week. Um, but that's okay. Bryant and I will be back recording on Skype on Friday, you'll get a new episode on Sunday, and there will be two episodes of Weiss cast left this year. Oh also the reason the other reason we're taking a bye week for Weiss camera action is because we have to record the crossover episode for Patreon. And that will go up December thirty first. Yeah. Of course the crossover episode is going to be our star wars tier list erica and i just finished the original trilogy today um and we will be powering through the other eight movies
1: <laughs> but to be fair my semester at the preschool i work at the preschool ladies and gentlemen it's about to end so i'll have plenty of free time mm-hmm. to get through all these movies so i'm, I'm super excited. i'm also
0: on christmas break so we got plenty of star wars time um very excited i'll be going on memory you'll be going on well (laughs) if you want to watch a few of them you can if you have time but yeah don't feel pressure to watch all 11 that's all the housekeeping we have for you uh today's episode is brought to you by wisecast but more on that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be our first impressions Alright, little elves. Impress me. Uh, My first impress- impression is that this was a cozy movie. Like, you know, <laughs> not, it was kind of predictable, but it was predictable in a good way. Like, it wasn't like, poorly made. It wasn't offensive. It It didn't have a lot to say, but what it did have to say, it did well, you know. Like it's kind of like a chicken McNugget, you know. You just
1: <laughs> the Santa Claus Two is the chicken McNugget of movies. You heard it yes. here first on Weiss <laughs> camera action. It's
0: like the Santa you know, C- It doesn't have a subtitle, so Weiss... or cl- er, er, the Santa Claus Two chicken McNugget. But <laughs> uh, you know, it's something familiar. It's not great for you, but it tastes mm-hmm. good going down. F- fair enough. Yeah. Erica, how do you feel about this movie?
1: Um my first impression, I guess, was I felt like I'd seen this movie a bunch of times. I knew I had seen the first and third the most, and I wasn't as familiar with the second, but I didn't know how unfamiliar with it I was, and that took me by surprise. Like the first scene, I felt like I had never seen that a day in my life. It was so unfamiliar to me. And there were a bunch of other scenes where I felt similarly. Um, But I do agree. It has like a nice comfort. You know. It it is a chicken McNugget.
0: (laughs) Shout out to Erica for reminding me to add some trivia. You're welcome. Inadvertently. (laughs) Um, So. I don't remember liking this movie as much as I did. Uh, the, literally the only scene that I like fully, or the only two scenes that I fully remembered, uh, going into the movie were the football scene near the beginning and the scene that it's like after the toy Santa was created and, um, he has Coco for the first time. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's, like, obsessed with Coco. Oh, the, the robot Santa? Yes. Yes. Um, I I don't know. Those were the two scenes that I really remember. I didn't remember Spencer Breslin having a mullet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. He he has a little mullet. Um, a little elf mullet. Um, Did this you movie guys... was really good. I do remember... I do remember Charlie's arc or liking Charlie's arc. Um, Mm. they expound on it a little more than I remember. Like just like why he's acting out and like, yeah, being a teenager, but we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Were you surprised at how much you enjoyed it? Yes, I, I really was. um, this this is like like you're saying it's comfort food. I mean, it's like this is this is a chicken McNugget. I mean, <laughs> give me some of that tangy barbecue sauce and I will I'll, I'll I'll eat this movie up. I have a theory about why we may have enjoyed it so much, but more on that later. <laughs> All right, let's get some fun um, facts. Oh, real quick, I I, I want to say that I like after, I I have seen this movie. I don't know how many times, but it's still in my memory. Two and three are, like, not interchangeable, but, like, kind of run together in my mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Okay. Fun fact number one, and this wasn't even on IMDb. I had to fish this out myself. <clears throat> I, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Fred Uannick of Corner Gas fame. Aaron, you've mm-hmm. seen Corner Gas? Yeah. He, he plays the radar tech on the plane in the beginning of the movie. And... Oh yeah. And I was like, when I first, maybe when I first saw this, no, when I rewatched this movie as an adult, I was like, hey, that's uh, that's the guy from Corner Gas. I don't remember his character's name in Corner Gas. Hank. There we go. It's like that's Hank from Corner Gas. And I really wish he was in more of the movie because I think he's a a funny actor. Um, Peter Boyle's back as Father Time. He plays a different character than this time. And he's even in less... Like, he's in the movie even less than last time. Which is very sad. Waste of a... Waste of a character. Anyways. <clears throat> um, And Michael Dorn... Plays Sandman. That's right. Worf. Worf. Plays Sandman. And he was not in the movie nearly enough. He He got, like, two lines... And I was sad, like, but, um, now for some actual trivia, uh, AKA what IMDB said, when Santa is on his first date with the aspiring singer slash songwriter, if you look at her shirt, the face of Santa is that of Tim Allen. I noticed that during the movie. I was like, that's kind of weird. Like it's just Tim Allen, Santa Claus on her, her chest. Uh, when Scott is trying to explain to Carol that he is Santa, she says, well, so far, so good. You don't wear socks with sandals and you've never been to prison. Scott replies, well, dot, 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 dot. Tim Allen did spend time in prison before his acting career on drug charges. So I I, I guess that's a reference to him being in jail. But I thought it was thought he was admitting that he wore socks with sandals. Uh, okay. The last. The last piece of interesting trivia I found, and this is this ties in with my theory as why we may have enjoyed this movie so much, was that the cinematographer also did Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Snakes on a Plane, and Rush Hour. What? I know. Like what is that guy doing on the Santa Claus 2? <laughs> I have a piece of trivia that you might have missed. What's that? There is a reference to Toy Story mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh there's probably more than just one, but the one that sticks out is when they're on the sleigh towards the end of the movie. Um the robot toy Santa says that Scott Calvin is one sad strange little man. Yes, it's a good reference very good reference but like as i was watching this i i I noticed like just the look of the movie i mean besides being eight years newer than the last one i was like this looks different like the the way things are framed like it's seemed it was shot well i was like who who shot this movie and it was the the guy who shot shot the terminator (laughs) what like I just, I I didn't I, I was flabbergasted. Well, all right. Think about this. Think about this. Um, Terminator has robots. Huh. Yeah. Santa Claus 2 has a robot. Yeah. Need I say more? Snakes on a plane has snakes. I mean, it has a plane. Well, snakes do. And this has a flying sleigh. Um, they they go <laughs> fast in this movie. Rush Hour? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Boo. (laughs) What was I going to say? I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I know. I was going to ask a question. For some reason in my memory, this is a straight-to-DVD release. No. It came out in theaters? I'm pretty sure it did. Was the third one a straight-to-DVD release? I, I don't think so. I have no recollection. I. I mean, do you want me to look up? Look it up. Uh, yeah, look it up, because. All right, there. There's no way it's straight to DVD if they have this cinematographer. Yeah. You know. I'm looking at the third one now. Release date: November 3rd, 2006. In theaters. It just says November 3rd. If you have, if you find a box office, it was probably in theaters. Uh, box office yep 84 million dollars what the heck (laughs) that I don't know why I thought these two movies were straight to DVD no if it was straight to DVD in 2002 then it probably would have looked a lot worse I know I know that's why I, I don't know I just couldn't I couldn't uh Wrap my head around that. I was like a straight to DVD. I've seen Clock Stoppers. That's a straight to DVD, 2002 movie. No, that was released in theaters too.
1: <laughs> Don't look at me. I have no idea.
0: My life is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know who directed Clock Not the. This is not the Clock Stoppers podcast. Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. He also directed Thunderbirds, but Thunderbirds was not good. Yeah, I feel like he's not a great director, even though he has directed a lot of Star Trek. Anyways, this is neither the clock Clocksockers nor the Trek cast. Maybe we will get to Trek cast. Who knows?
1: Yeah, can I say that most of the movies we have referenced today, I do not know them. So there's lots, lots of movies to get through. That's the
0: point of the show. That's the point All- of
1: the show. You know what I mean?
0: Review Terminator One, Terminator Two, Terminator Three, Terminator Salvation, Terminator Genesis, and Terminator whatever just came Dark out. Dark Fate. Dark Fate. I mean, we know it's going to be like two, one. In my opinion, Salvation. Yeah. Three. Dark Fate Genesis. Oh, Genesis is so bad. Anyways, you, you guys <laughs> want to hear about a a plot summary? <laughs> Well, oh yeah. Let's hear let's hear your little plot summary and then we'll go to the the longer deep dive with some analysis. All righty. Scott Calvin has been Santa Claus for the past 8 years as of 2002, and his loyal elves consider him the best Santa ever, but he's got problems such as a mysterious weight loss and then he discovers that his son Charlie has has landed on the this year's naughty list. Desperate to help his son, Scott heads back home, putting a substitute Santa Claus in charge of the North Pole, but when the substitute institutes some strange redefinition of naughty and nice that put Christmas puts Christmas at risk, Scott must return with a new bag of magic to save Christmas. No mention of the love interest.
1: No mention of the love interest.
0: Yeah, that, that that was provided by Disney like on Come. IMDb. Come on, Disney. All right. Like Alex said, eight years have gone by since Scott Calvin, played by the illustrious Tim Allen, first took up the Santa Claus job. Sorry, I paused for a second. It's not Santa Pause, That's a different movie. Um, (laughs) Please, let's not watch that movie. Please. (laughs) And became the subject to the Santa Claus. Now he is at the top of his game at the North Pole, and he could not be happier, at least until Bernard, played by David Krumholtz once again, the head elf, and Curtis, played by Spencer Breslin, the keeper of the handbook of Christmas, break the news that there is another clause. Hold up, hold the up. The Mrs. Hold up. Clause. Hold up, can we talk about the opening scene real quick? And how good. Yeah, the how intense is? it is? Yeah, it's almost, I'm thinking about it, it's almost shot like an action movie. You know. It is. Maybe that's why they got that cinematographer just for that scene. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> but like there's a plane fl- a plane flying over the North Pole and then two go- the two guys in the plane hear um they hear hammers mm-hmm. and then uh the Santa Recon team uh realizes that there's a plane overhead and to to uh um I guess hide their secrecy. They they make all the toy all the elves stop hammering, except one person keeps on playing music and they can hear it. The people on the plane can hear it through their. I I don't really know how they're hearing it because you can't hear things through radar, can you? Thought so you could only see things. Yeah, I thought you could only see things. But they, the, the through movie magic, they can hear things through radar. <laughs> but I, I I like the opening scene a lot, and it, the person playing the the music is none other than uh, whatever Spencer Breslin's character's name is. Curtis. 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 It's Curtis.
1: I don't know if I like the opening scene to be honest. It seemed so random to me. Like what? Like maybe I just missed something. But what did we gain from it?
0: We got hank yarbo in the flesh
1: <laughs> but like, okay that's so fair but like plot wise <laughs> what did it set up for us
0: that's a good point i
1: really don't know
0: it was a character introduction reintroduced santa introduced the workshop brought you up to speed where everybody's been kind of showed you the character of curtis and a lot of it was the the credits too that's mm. true mm-hmm.
1: I just think that there maybe could have been a more seamless way to do that. Oh, something to set up the vibe of the movie a little bit better. Fair enough. Cuz I think that's why I didn't remember it. Because it has nothing to do with anything else that happens. Mm-hmm. It just to like it was a cool opening scene, but to me it's unmemorable cuz it doesn't it doesn't I don't know. I didn't think it did anything personally. Anyways. We'll We're analyze. allowed
0: to disagree. Anyways. Santa slash Scott is now pressed to get married before the next Christmas Eve, or the claws will be broken, and Christmas will die away. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas will die.
1: Away. Away. I like that phrasing, die away. (laughs) At
0: the same time, also, away is on the next line, so it's just, so Christmas will die away (laughs) at the same time abby another elf played by danielle woodman delivers news that is more distressing his son charlie played by eric lloyd once again is on the naughty list it then cuts to charlie one night defacing the walls of the school gymnasium from the skylight until he is caught by principal carol newman played by elizabeth mitchell Scott must return to his home to search for a wife and set things right with Charlie. Even he even brings this up when visited by the council of the legendary figures, included Mother Nature, by by played by Aisha Tyler, Father Time, played by Peter Boyle, Cupid, played by Kevin Pollock, the Easter Bunny, played by Jay Thomas, and the Tooth Fairy, played by Art LaFleur, and the Sandman, played by Michael Dorn. You might remember the Tooth Fairy, Art LaFleur, in The Sandlot as Babe Ruth. Did Did you guys get the impression that the Sandman was kind of shot by himself? Or filmed by himself? Because he, he wasn't in any of the wide shots. Huh. He was just kind of at a desk. I didn't really they, think about it, but like, yeah, uh, that makes a lot of sense. That does
1: make a lot of sense. I wish I had noticed that. That's All right, Michael
0: Dorn, we've got you for one afternoon. Put on a cap and sleep for like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll cover you with sand. (laughs) Cover you with sand. Uh, To cover for Santa's prolonged absence, Curtis helps him create a life-size toy replica of him, much to Bernard's horror. (laughs) (laughs) However, this larger-than-life... legalist wait what this larger than life legalist cannot find any grace or slack <laughs> in his plastic heart for minor infractions by children all over the world having followed the handbook too strictly he takes control of the north pole with a duplicated army of life sized toy soldiers he thinks that everyone is naughty and plans to give the entire world lumps of coal Because of the impending end of his contract, Scott undergoes a desantification process, which gradually turns him back into Scott Calvin. He has a limited amount of magic to help him. He attempts to reconcile with Charlie, who keeps vandalizing his school to get attention. Did you guys think it was a little too coincidental that, like, he was desantifying as he went home and, like as he started to get to know the lady it's like he he looked pretty much normal by the time he went on a date with her i mean is it convenient yes but does it fit the plot yes I'll, yes it does i don't think it was poor writing no 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 i i i just thought it was kind of a little bit of the inverse of the first one i'm not not really complaining it's just like No, it was the inverse. It was the inverse. I think that was... I mean, Alex, think about Spider-Man 2. Yeah. The exact same thing happens pretty much. Rent. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get you rent when you fix this damn door. That's the third one, but still. (laughs) Whatever. Um... desantification process, which gradually turns him back into Scott Calvin. He has a limited amount of magic to help him. He attempts to reconcile with Charlie, who keeps vandalizing his school to get attention. They both hit the cold, hard wall of Carol when Charlie defaces the lockers.
1: I don't know if I I don't love know what that, that
0: means.
1: <laughs> I really don't think I love that.
0: I... I don't know who wrote this, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's rather entertaining. Yeah, it is. Charlie confesses how hard it is for him that Scott is never around like other fathers and reveals the stress he is under to conceal the, se- the secret that is his father is Santa. Scott vows to try harder as a dad and they reconcile. <laughs> yeah, it's that easy. I, I'll, I'll try harder <laughs> why why doesn't Scott come around because like Charlie can call him anytime? Yeah, I know like Charlie it's up to you man
1: he has his dad ball. went out
0: for cigarettes eight years ago and never came home. <laughs> Nelson? <laughs> He's coming back he is um after a few failed dates. Scott finds himself falling for Carol. He accompanies her in a sleigh to the school faculty Christmas party, which turns out to be dull and boring. Using a little of his Christmas magic, he livens it up by presenting everyone with their childhood dream gifts, much like he did with Laura and Neil in the first film.
1: Can I say really quick, though? I think that this um, summary is kind of glossed over how magical the sleigh ride was. Oh, it which for I sure think did. was one of the highlights of the movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, it for sure was. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, with the hot chocolate and the 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 no. snow only over the mm-hmm. snow or the sleigh, um, the giggling. <laughs> also, they <laughs> they kind of gloss over the subplot about the the stopwatch or the clock. And him running right. out of magic. Right. Uh, well, they didn't really gloss they just said uh bu- 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 a limited amount of magic to oh, help okay. him. And I mean that... they kinda gloss over it, but they they acknowledge it at like at least more than this sleigh ride. This just sounds like a normal like, oh I'm picking you up from home. You yeah.
1: Know? I'll be in my, be in my sleigh. <laughs>
0: um speaking of Laura and Neil, this movie did not have near enough Judge Reinold. I, I was kind of okay with that, honestly. I liked him better in this movie than the first movie. He was a douche in the first movie. But yeah. this movie he was a lot better and I wish that they they had played him up more. I, I did like I did like uh Lucy a lot, their mm-hmm. kid. Um and how Scott was Uncle Scott. Um but anyways. We'll get into analysis later. He makes a special presentation to Carol, and with his last remnant of magic, wins her over and they kiss passionately. However, she balks when he attempts to explain he is Santa, believing that he is mocking her childhood, until Charlie manages to convince her by showing her his magic snow globe.
1: Magic snow globe that can bring Santa to him at any given moment. Yep. Which he didn't use. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Convenient. <laughs> um also this summary is leaving out the fact that well, I mean, it kind of implies, but Carol kicks Scott out of her house. Uh Scott is approached by oh. Wait. No, yeah, it's in the next paragraph. I just needed to keep reading. Curtis flies in to deliver <laughs> the dreadful news about Toy Santa's coal binge. <laughs> he's just hes just eating so much coal. Oh, my. Santa's, Toy Santa's a glutton for coal. <laughs> However, Scott has used up the last of his magic, wooing Carol, and, and Comet has eaten too many chocolate bars. Classic Comet. Toy Santo wastes no time in subduing him. Wait, this—did they just, just skip over how they get back to the North Pole? Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, because they are out of options, they're like, "All right, we can get back, but we need the help of the Tooth Fairy, the molernator. and uh, they attempt to snatch one of Scott's teeth. Out of his mouth, which is...
1: as I was watching it, I was like, "Do they forget that there's a child in the house?" And Lucy probably has a loose tooth. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold,
0: lo and behold, Lucy comes out and is like, "I lost a tooth," after Scott gets flipped over the banister of a of a staircase by a toaster. <laughs> can we can which we talk about that? He had
1: no business.
0: Was that was that toaster <laughs> a two hundred pound toaster? <laughs> like. Scott was an average-sized man, probably 5'10", maybe 180 pounds. It contained uh, nuclear waste inside of it. I knew it. I knew it. And it was tied with a string, probably floss. (laughs) And this is when Judge Reinhold shines. He's like... Ah, uh, the old toaster trick. No one's ever heard of the toaster trick, Judge Reinhold. He said,
1: "This is what me and my friends did growing up to get a little extra cash." It's like he was, it. he was so goofy in this movie. He was
0: so goofy, but I loved it. Well, it's like the, He had like a instant like like flip of the switch character change. He was like stuck in the mud at first, and he was like, "What are you guys doing? You're going to make you're going to wake Lucy up." And then he was like, "Oh, you're trying to get Scott's tooth out." Well, let me help you.
1: Don't mind if I do.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it was weird. Uh, that
1: was a weird scene for me.
0: But I mean, yeah, the, I mean the door. The door makes sense. Like you, everyone's <laughs> seen the door thing done. Tie a piece of t- floss to the doorknob. Tie the other end to your loose tooth. Um, That's how dad it. got my teeth out. That's how dad got my teeth out. Um, really? T- yeah. Yep.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know never did that in real life. Anyways, sorry.
0: Um, the yeah, the toaster, the toaster thing's not real. Don't don't try that at home, kids. Or if you do try it at home, just be careful. Don't flip over the banister, like also, Scott that's Calvin. Also, that's
1: probably your parents' nice toaster. Like maybe don't drop that off the second story of your house.
0: Yeah. They might yeah. Have... <laughs> it was. They probably. <laughs> it was probably a wedding gift.
1: Kids, that's what you make your bagels with. Just use a little <laughs> wisdom, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, the Tooth Fairy, the Molinator comes to get Lucy's tooth. Um, They know how to capture the Tooth Fairy by touching one of his wings. Um, And they (laughs) convince the Tooth Fairy to take... By they, I mean Curtis and Scott convince the Tooth Fairy that he is Santa, that Scott is Santa. And the Tooth Fairy, the Molinator, takes them to the North Pole. All right, now... That it's we've added this back into the plot summary. I'm gonna I'm going to edit this wiki. Um, no, I'm not. That's a lot of time. Um, I think the tooth, tooth fairy has face blindness because, like Scott, just it's, Santa looks like Santa without a beard. Like you can't tell the same person without a beard. It's a it's a, real a, Hannah bit, it's Montana a big Hannah
1: situation.
0: No, no, no. I understand because it's he has a huge beard. He's lost you know 150 pounds. It's different. He's he doesn't. It's not as rosy. Okay. Um, You're making points. Also, Alex, I don't know why. Uh-huh. I don't know why I, I I I had this thought during the movie, specifically when Scott was completely 100% desanctified. Um, for some reason, Scott Calvin reminds me a lot of uh, Uncle David Weiss in this movie. Um, I don't I know. I can why. see it. Um, I think it might be. His very specific tooth gap that's on the bot his bottom row, <laughs> um, but just like yeah, a lot of ways that he acts. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of Uncle David, um, but also Uncle David reminds me sometimes of Indiana Jones. So he's a very interesting person. You know, like not completely unrelated. I was thinking that, uh, desanitized Scott or Santa Santified Santa. Reminded me of Grandpa. Yes. That's not completely unrelated because... Family. (laughs) Blood. Um, Yeah. Once Scott and Curtis get to the North Pole, Toy Santa wastes no time in subduing them both. But Charlie, who we earlier said convinced Carol that Scott was Santa... Uh, but Charlie and I now believe in Carol spring him free. Spring they spring both of them free by summoning the Tooth Fairy again. This this is a little Deus ex machina, um, but whatever. Um, Scott then goes after Toy Santa, who has already left with the sleigh, <laughs> riding Chet, who. How many times have we met Chet? Like, he wasn't... He was, like, introduced in the beginning, Mm -hmm. and I think that's about it. Yeah, so, Scott rides Chet, a reindeer in training, which, okay, okay, that is a... That's both very accurate and inaccurate, because Chet is a reindeer, (laughs) I think he's re- he's in training to be a sleigh reindeer. This is not Annabelle's wish. This is, <laughs> this is not Annabelle's wish. Um, This is not Wacko's wish either. Um, they, and they both crash back into the village with an army of elves. Carol, Bernard, Charlie, and Curtis lead a snowball war to overthrow the toy soldiers. Toy Santa is reduced to his normal six-inch height, Scott marries Carol in a ceremony presided over by Mother Nature herself, and he transforms back into Santa. Christmas proceeds as it always has, and he and Carol have a three month honeymoon on the next day in a di- or to go on the next day in addition, he and Charlie reveal the truth to Lucy, played by Liliana Mummy Mummy, Charlie's younger half sister, Laura and Neil's daughter. About him being Santa. And she is now in. On the secret. This is the first time they mentioned Lucy. And you know what? Whoever wrote this. Boo on you.
1: Well, Lucy's bigger in the next one.
0: Yeah but. Lucy was really cute in this one. She
1: was really cute.
0: Alright Alex. Yes. Boop 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 boop. now Boop right boop. now now. Welcome everybody to Kudu Badoo, the show, the podcast within a podcast where cool dudes rank bad dudes. In the last episode, we shockingly discovered that Scott Calvin is the real main antagonist <laughs> of the Santa Claus. Uh in this movie I feel like there's more candidates. Um, there's obviously Toy Santa. Yeah. I'm going to throw out Curtis. Ooh. Curtis invented Toy Santa. Um, and those are my only two candidates. <laughs> Anyone have any arguments for... Well... Oh. Hmm. I don't think... Curtis, like, would he he didn't compl- stand in the way the whole time. He wasn't antagonizing Santa the whole time. He just kind of set into motion the, the, mechanical Santa that did eventually, oppose. Santa. So my my vote's still gonna go for Toy Santa.
1: Yeah, I think that. So Curtis definitely was a little was a little a little troublemaker at some points in this in this movie like didn't always make the best decisions but i think what it comes down to is he didn't have like a malicious intent Mm -hmm. you know whereas and i guess toy santa technically didn't either because he was just programmed to strictly follow the rule book and he was just following it like to an extent that you're not supposed to but like what sees. I feel like Toy Santa is the villain for me. All yeah. right.
0: Toy Santa is the villain. Where does he rank? Does he rank above or below Scott Calvin from Santa Claus 1? Below, in my opinion. I don't know. Toy Santa had some good one-liners. And he but... showed his teeth some. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what, this is kind of similar to Barbosa because as the movies went on, we didn't rank him as a villain as much, mm-hmm. or as like a bad guy as much, because, you know, he isn't as bad as the movies go on. And this is kind of how it is with Scott Calvin also. But yeah, Scott I Calvin guess... does make a resurgence in this movie, like he does desantify, and he's not bad when he desantifies, he's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I just want to draw that parallel for you ladies and gentlemen.
0: Scott Calvin is Barbosa.
1: I confirmed
0: (laughs) slash a chicken nugget (laughs) Alex with this new information do you still vote I still vote Scott Calvin because like he was the antagonist of the first movie even though he grew and is not the antagonist of this movie alright just because his arc I feel like his arc was like yeah like I I like Toy Santa okay, but he was more like your typical villain type of guy. But, you know, this isn't my podcast. This is our podcast. It's true. I I think I'm going to go on ahead and put Toy Santa at number two. All right, the official rankings of Kudu Badu from the Santa Claus Cinematic universe are number 1 Scott Calvin from The Santa Clause and number 2 Toy Santa from The Santa Clause 2 Lost in New York <laughs>
1: This is already making me very excited for the next episode
0: Up so- next is Battle of the Boils
1: Battle of
0: you hmm. <laughs> <company acadahrenaya> the Boyles! Um, so, Aaron and I, and I don't know if you are too, Erica, but I know Aaron and I really like Peter Boyle a lot. And he was in two very small parts in the, in very different parts in these movies. And I just want to know what everybody thinks about his character versus, in the first movie versus his character in the second movie Um so his first movie was more of a Peter Boyle role like a classic Peter Boyle role Yep Um I mean his second his second appearance as Father Time is like I would call it more of a cameo Yeah Um he had in the first movie he has that Peter Boyle zip that kind of rude humor, but like, you still kind of want him to be your grandpa, you know? Yep. Um, that's those are my thoughts. I, I pretty much feel the same way. He was he was almost wasted in this movie. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to say that I'm like a I am like a... am not familiar with Peter Boyle all all that much. I can't tell you anything he's ever done. Sorry. But I wish I had more to say. <laughs> I'm just so not that. Fa- I'm so glad that y'all are Peter Boyle fans because someone's <laughs> got to do it. And I'm glad it's y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I I liked father time. I liked I liked the the what was he? He was he was he's, he's the, the boss. Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked I liked them. No qualms. You like,
0: you like both of them.
1: Yeah, no qualms.
0: <laughs> Erica is chaotic neutral. That's very accurate. <laughs> um, I don't know if we're ranking these, but well, yeah, we got we got to compare with. I don't know if he's more. I I know he's in the third one. I guess I think, but I don't know how much he is in the third one. Is he? Is it Father Time back in the third one, Erica?
1: Oh, yes, that's true. Okay. That's very true, because... Yeah.
0: Well, I know he died in 2006. Oh. Peter Boyle's best movie, side note, is... Yeah, yeah, he's back in the third one. The Cat Returns, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. He gets to play a big, fat cat. Amazing. All right. So, yeah. Number one, Peter Boyle from The Santa Claus. (laughs) Number one, Peter Boyle. Number two, (laughs) Peter Boyle. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, I was going to say Father Time because I don't know his character in the first one just put Peter Boyle <laughs> and <then> number 2 <laughs> <put> father John <laughs> I'm just going to put the movie That's okay. fair. All right. Is everybody ready for the Darmok review? I'm Indeed. ready. All right, ready. Santa his time short. Double the pride, twice the fall. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> this brings us to our rankings and scorings erica i would like for you to score this movie
1: so i like it ever so slightly less than the first one i will say so i think i'll give this a six alex doesn't look like he agrees with that
0: I liked it ever so slightly more than the oh, first movie. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 7. <laughs> See, I like it more than the first movie as well. And I don't know what I gave the first movie. We we have an average of 6.8. All I, I know. All we,
1: I think you gave it a 6.5. Point five. I think you did.
0: I think I was going to give it a 6.5 again. <laughs> And I think See. that's another average of 6.8. <laughs> <laughs> 6 plus 6.5 plus 7. No, it would make by... it a
1: true 6.5. Yes. 7 seven six six
0: point five. 6.5. Oh, you're right. It would make it a true 6.5. Yeah, we... okay. 6.5. Here's the thing, though. I do like this movie more than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but I just gave it the same score that I gave it the first <laughs> one.
1: <laughs> this is your podcast, King. Do what you want.
0: I know. I can't r how, how did we get a six point eight on the you, I you don't know.
1: Done... I gave I gave the last one a six a six point a six point five. I gave the last one a six point five. You mentioned
0: you... then like six point seven five, Aaron. I think I did do six
1: point seven five. Oh. Tricky tricky.
0: Did you give it a seven, Alex? No, I gave it a six, I thought. Then how did we... There's no way I gave it. I think I must have given it a seven. Or did I do math wrong? That's also a possibility, Alex. I don't know, I'm doing math. I think we gave it the exact same scores. Except you flipped for this one. Mm -hmm. And you flipped for this one, Mm -hmm. Alex. I think it's the exact same score. <laughs> I we think they're to, tied. We need
1: to listen back to the last episode. I think
0: they're tied. That's so Yeah, weird. maybe we need to write down the individual Ladies scores. and gentlemen, if... we will
1: update you in the next episode the truth of the matter.
0: Mm-hmm. www.wisecast.com slash your dash wrong. For... Please. So, as of right now, as it stands, according to the data that is backed up by probably bad math, um, the Santa Claus is coming in first, and the Santa Claus Two is coming in second,
1: which is interesting because both of you guys like the second one more. So mm-hmm. mathematically, you would think the second one would. Or yeah, Aaron said he's scared that it's
0: the same.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what? We'll come back to that.
0: I I think they're tied. I my my. It's Eric You know what we're gonna down. do? We're gonna Eric. do a Weiss camera action first. Live fact check. We're
1: gonna listen to the. We're gonna do an instant replay. for The end of last week's episode.
0: (laughs) Oh, but oh, we're going into inception mode. All right, nice. All right. We're not gonna listen to the whole thing. I just like the intro. It is a great intro. Welcome everybody to right. Action. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Weissel. Mm-hmm. I guess it leaves just me. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed the movie, but not okay. Ryan's character from Dumb and Dumber. More serious, kind of commanding presence. Like, that could be a divorcee. Um, I think she would have played it really well. Um, I'm just imagining her character from Dumb and Dumber. Maybe <laughs> it's Dumb and Dumber two weeks in a row. They might have even been competitors in... Yeah, because I think it's a
1: little bit further ahead. Yeah.
0: Ryan Styles. Was- Wrinkle on the roof, Scott Kelvin, not Klein. Charlie, his eyes dry.
1: <laughs> not
0: Klein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Right. Erica, I Erica, I want to hear your score.
1: Um, okay. So, like... I'm already anticipating how much I love... Okay, let me not even think about how much I love the other ones. It's like, think of this movie for this movie and not compare. (laughs) I love the third one so much, but we're not there yet. So this one, I will give a seven and a half. (gasps) Oh! Yeah. I'm the liar. It warms my heart. It's not my favorite Christmas movie ever. But it's still really,
0: really good. What honor does that movie... Or what honor gets that... What What elf. movie is your favorite? Elf. Okay. Elf. Yeah, I'm a
1: big Elf fan. I'm the rat. Sorry, guys. Okay,
0: you oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. I do enjoy this movie a lot. Um, it does not crack my favorite Christmas movies. However, Um I, I enjoy it. It's well written. It's well acted, for the most part. Well cast. Like I said, for the most part, the the main characters I think are the are the best cast. And and Bernard, um, I think I'm going to give this movie a <laughs> seven out of ten. The spot's Mine... thickening. Mine's right. six, I know that. I guess it leaves just me. I I enjoyed the movie. It, I could, some of the visuals were dated. Like I pointed out the obvious CGI reindeer. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, we watched it. And... and also
1: how his. Oh body, yeah. It was like this when he's going
0: down the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> and like I feel like. As I was watching it, I feel like the characters were like, oh, get on with it. <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I did a six. I know that much. Just like this obvious, oh, I'm this way, and then flip, oh, I'm that way now. So the the story arc didn't really do it for me, but I'm overanalyzing. I'm going to give it a six. All right. It's settled.
1: So Alex is the only one who has a good memory here. <laughs>
0: That's yeah. Myself. uh I can't um, I I can't amend my score because, you know, integrity of the show. Um, before we get into the outro, this episode of Weiss Camera Action is brought to you by Weisscast. Alex, Erica, do you like being entertained?
1: Love. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you like movies, video games? Anything anything of the nerdy culture. If
1: mm-hmm. I can get with it.
0: Well, I got a I got a show. Uh it's called Weisscast. It's been around for almost well, it's gonna be its second anniversary, but we're in the third season. Um it's been around for a while. And you know, um Bryant and I have a lot of fun recording the show. It's Go, it's recorded every Friday. Well, it's recorded on Fridays and posted on Sundays uh, this week. I don't know what we're talking about yet, but I'm sure I'll look at the news before we record tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. But I don't know where I was going with yet. Um, listen to it on podcast services around the globe. Join us on Patreon.com slash WiseCast if you want to be a part of the show. We'd love to have you. It's the show that started it all. Weisscast. All right. Alex, where can they find you on social medias? Alexander M. Weiss on Twitter and Instagram. Erica?
1: You can find me on Instagram at erica.lav. You can find me on Twitter at underscore lavenderica.
0: And you can find me, your host, Aaron Weiss, on Instagram and Twitter at the weiss right find all things weiss cast on twitter and instagram at weiss thank you for giving us your time at whatever time of day you're listening to this we really appreciate it until next week merry christmas
1: merry christmas
0: happy new year just in